Thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. I can't believe you didn't put all that balls talk in the podcast. Today is August 24th, maybe? Whoop-up. Uh, balls talk. And this is the podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the anime. And we're going to be talking about four episodes. That's the two... Four episodes. The two Alessi episodes and the two Darby the Gambler episodes. Um... My name's Mark, by the way. This voice is Mark. Who else is here at the table? Hi, Mark. Who are you? It's Jackie. And who else do we have here? Jackie. Miles. Okay. You get it. You get it. Uh, but before, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> before we get into summarizing and dissecting and shitting on the episodes, uh, we are going to take a walk down to Correspondence Corner. Although, wait, first we should go to News Nook. Why? What's that? Uh, well... This is something everybody who's into JoJo has already acknowledged, but the voice actor for uh, Joseph Joestar has died, has passed away. Oh, yeah. I guessed right. Yeah. Nice. He, I mean, sorry. <laughs> nice. He was also Jet in Cowboy Bebop. Uh, he was something in Full Metal Alchemist, but he was Heihachi in Tekken. Um, so he unfortunately had esophageal cancer and passed away. Oh, wow. And I guess it's like a Japanese thing, but they don't tell you when someone is sick. They tell you like after he died, like a day later, they were like, mm. yeah, he was sick and he passed away. Rest in privacy. Right. Exactly. Um, That's sad. Um, yeah. The, the voice of Joseph? Joseph. Older Joseph, like in this arc. Do we see older Joseph ever again in any other arc? Um, well, like if we consider this to be part four, um, I don't know. Does part four say that Joseph dies? No. Can we have a minute of silence, though? A whole minute. Yeah, no, but- we can't. It's too long. We're going to lose listeners. I feel so- like Miles has just undercut any serious emotions that could have been felt by this news. Look, I'm the one advocating for silence. And you guys aren't even giving me a minute. Are you kidding me? I didn't argue, actually. It's Let's- just me. I'm an oh. asshole. <laughs> I'm going to be silent for a minute. All right, and we're back. Um, rest in peace. Uh, where was I? My notes. Um, oh, those are about news the episode. network corner. No, that's right. We're leaving news nook and going down to correspondence corner now. Um, and first we have an email here from Alex and it starts with, Hey, long time. No see. So about that sand toilet thing. I believe that in the manga, at least, Abdul or the editor's notes say that desert sand is sanitary, so they use it instead to save water or something. Hmm. By the way, speaking of cleaning yourself, I just read through Hayato and Kira's bath scene in part four and found out that Kira uses the hand of his victims to clean his ass. Ain't that lovely? By the way, was that in the anime? Because I don't remember it. P.S. I'm disgusted, not horny. I don't think that was in the anime. So I actually looked at the notes here, and I'm pretty sure it says that Kira uses the, the hands to help him uh, wipe his butt. Yeah, he keeps his victim's hand with him and uses it for all sorts of things, parentheses, such as helping wipe his butt. I don't know that that means he uses the hand to wipe his butt. Maybe he just puts toilet paper in their hand and then wipes his butt with their hand, holding toilet paper. That's so weird. I mean, I guess all of it is I was going to say, Jackie, there's a severed hand. No, 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 no. Jackie's like, oh, it's normal to hold your champagne glass with a severed hand. I'm just thinking what I would do with a severed hand. My minute of silence is up, by the way. Okay. Okay, great. I'm just thinking about what I would do with a severed hand, and I wouldn't keep it anywhere near my um, bathroom. 
you know, if I had a severed hand, it would just that's be probably doing, good. It would be doing classy things. Like you keep what? it in a jar. Um, like holding wine mm-hmm. and watching TV with me. Mm-hmm. Just and a hand on the remote. Going out to dinner mm-hmm. and modeling bracelets and uh-huh. watches. Uh huh. I would have great. it in my back pocket, so it feels like somebody's cupping my butt at all times. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for that, Alex. Uh, Listeners, tell us what you would do with a severed hand. What would you do with a severed hand that we can say out loud on a podcast? <laughs> tell us if you like it when people cup your butt. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> okay. You don't have to answer that one. Uh, this one is from Hentai Homie, and the subject hey. line is "I'm not a white supremacist." <laughs> okay. Did we say it that way? On, uh, I don't think so. We may have. Maybe he just misspelled supremacist, and I pointed it out. Anyway, here's the email. Well, I never knew what that that HH meant. That I guess I'll need a new signature. Please suggest one for me. Well, I dropped out of Indoc due to a sprained knee and ripped handstring. Oh! Now I'm a civilian student instead of regiment, so I guess I get to watch Terrorist House. Can't wait. And Aww. then his signature is uh, emojis that he's used before. Um, first of all, sorry to hear that that happened to you. That, that really sucks. That sucks, man. Not to make it sadder than it already is. Going to college. Wait, wait, what did what what happened to him? He had like a leg injury, so he can't go into like the. Will he be okay? Yeah, but he can't like go to like be like in the navy and stuff. But can he go after he heals? Probably not. Probably missed his window. I don't know. I don't know uh, how it works. Like it's probably when as you go to college, you also do this thing. Hentai homie, what are you gonna do with your life now? He's going to college. That's a great opportunity. That's good. Study hard, man. Study hard. Should yeah. we do a minute of silence for no. Hentai Homie's injury? <laughs> no, my. You guys don't even care about his injury? No. You don't. What does the silence oh do God. for anybody? I'm going to do a minute of silence right now for you, Hentai Homie. Can Feel we, better. Can we, can we just, work hard in rehab. In the future, I would like 100 people to give us sad news so Miles just shuts up the entire <laughs> podcast. If someone could Perfect. do that, that would be great. Perfect. Um, just, just a bullet pointed list of like atrocities happening all over the world so Miles would just shut up. Uh, I. Hentai Homie, I do kind of like the emojis. I think those are pretty good for the signature. Can I see the emojis? Uh, it is a chicken and then a shirt with tie and then like a black power fist. Perfect. I love it. So that's definitely not white supremacist. So I think that's good, actually. It rules out that possibility. Mm-hmm. Because until you sign that, I assume that everyone is a white supremacist <laughs> until I read that. Um, this is an interesting one. This is from a new writer. Thanks for writing, Hentai Homie. We hope you feel better, um, and we hope you get good grades in school. Yeah, you'll you'll like college regardless, even if you don't get to do the thing with the water. Work hard. Even if hard. you don't join the Seattle Mariners. Work hard, play hard. They're not, wait, are they Seattle now? Are the Mariners always Seattle? Oh, who cares? Miles, you know about... Oh, wait, never mind. Nobody cares. Uh, this is from how they sign it. From Josh. Seattle is still the Mariners. Was that a Thank minute? You. Already? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Strange, the passage of time. Uh, this email is titled The French Connection. Mm. Uh, Miles, you read this one. It's long. I've been talking. I haven't. This is from Joshua. Is that a new person? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hello, JoJo's Bizarre Pod people. Hello. I've been catching up to your podcast for the last few weeks, and I'm alternating between catching up and listening to the most recent episodes as they come out. Anyways, I have a little tidbit that might attract your collective attention. Ooh. I'm ready. You might have noticed, or never thought about it, that Polnareff is a character that gets a ton of screen time in Part 3. He might even get more screen time than Jotaro, but I haven't done the math. He also has the most fleshed-out backstory with his sister and Jay Guile. 
It might just be coincidence, but it may also be because of Japan's idealization of the French lifestyle. There are reasons for this inspiration during the Meiji Restoration, France coming into vogue as Japan started to gain their wealth from their booming technological advances. Your screen locked. Uh oh, Mark's screen locked. <laughs> Uh, technological advances during the 1970s and 80s. And it has, in some ways, gone the other direction as well. Japanese culture, as it is today, isn't as heavily influenced by French culture. There is a French culture district in Tokyo, Kaguratsaka, not abnormal for a big city to have cultural districts, but the idealization is still there. In fact, many Japanese tourists that visit Paris are afflicted with a condition known as Paris Syndrome, where tourists that visit Paris experience extreme culture shock when they discover that Paris isn't what they expected. The number is still small, about 20 tourists a year, but it's still interesting. He links to a wiki page. Do you want me mm. to read the wiki page? No, no it's okay. don't do that. So I guess it's a, a little lesson for you guys. It's mostly speculation, but seeing as part three was being written at the tail end of the height of Japan's love for France... It's an all right explanation for Paul Nareff's huge role. Not that it's a bad thing. Also, Mark, I'm looking at Mark, even if you don't like End of the World, you have to admit that it has a very good moment. You know, near the end. You don't That's have right. to give it away if it's a spoiler. That's true. I forgot that it does do that. Also, I, I know. Sorry this- for the long email. It's something that sort of fascinates me, but I hope you guys found it interesting too. Okay. Read the from signature. your number one fan from Oklahoma, Josh. P.S. I'm horny. P.P.S. Alessi sucks. I agree with this. Uh, Oklahoma, where the uh, wind comes sweeping down the plain. Is that from the musical? And the waving wheat. It sure smells probably sweet. probably wheat. When the wind goes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night, my honey lemon, I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. For some reason, we learned this song in seventh grade. Okay. Can we have a minute of silence for the Japanese tourists who experience Paris No, that syndrome? doesn't even work. <laughs> no. Here's, so here, I'm doing it. I care. What's funny is how many like weeaboo Wapanese culture shocks are there? Just like Americans that watch anime and then they go to Japan. They're like, what do you mean people like work jobs and have families? No, when I went to Japan, it was exactly like it Sailor kinda Moon. It kind of was. It was exactly like Sailor Moon. Kind of was. Exactly. Anyway, uh, thank you for that email. That was actually very interesting. Um, And I liked it. And I don't think we need to read the wiki article because you broke it down. I've heard of this phenomenon, though. I have not heard of that. I've heard of it before where, yeah, where people are just so shocked that Paris isn't what they think it is in movies and stuff. Like, they they, they have a a perception of it. And then when they go there and they're like, this is weird. This is not what I thought it would be. Like, I thought I would be in a movie. I actually felt that way the first time. The first time I left the U.S., I went to London um, and I was like, oh, this is just like a place. Like, I don't know. I, I felt, I thought that going to a different country like London, that would be like so different, like uh, to England. I thought that like, I would just feel different. I somehow, know exactly what you mean. You know, but then when I went, I was like, and that was my first time leaving the US. I was like, okay, this is just like, I'm on the planet earth, you know, like nothing yeah. smells different or looks different. I mean, Things look different. People are talking differently, but like, it doesn't. I don't feel. Any You're different. still you, and you still yeah. have the same perception of asphalt right. and stone. I'm still a person whatever. in the world. I'm not like someone watching TV where everything looks right. bigger and brighter, and you know. Well, that's that's always faster. the thing is that you're used to seeing it from this artistic and removed third person perspective, and then to be there, 
it's a largely the same thing. But I think that once you start to experience it, like you go to restaurants and you talk with people about specific things, you start to see the differences. Yeah. And that's where it's very uh, interesting. But I said, wherever you go, there you are. I was going to say something. Well, the letter was about um, oh, I do think, Japan's I think, obsession with the French. Right. And then I think what we have to look at is, does Araki seem to care about France? And I think he does. He's definitely way more obsessed with Italy. But we have mm. to remember that he's also had exhibits in the Louvre. He's very into fashion in general, and obviously France, especially Paris. He's had exhibits in the Louvre? Yeah. Of what? His art. He has a, a thing called Rohan at the Louvre, and I believe that was like part of a collaboration where his art was in the Louvre. True. Listeners, well, correct me. I could be wrong. His first that. season took place in England. Like, the first arc took place in England. That's right. Um, and then we go to New York for some reason, but that one was kind of all over the world. Yeah. And so that one also took place in Italy, I believe, right? And uh, A little bit of Italy. A, a little, little bit, bit of, of Germany. A little bit of Monica in my no. life. A little bit of Germany. Um, all of that. We skipped We skipped France, I think. And then this season, we get a lot of Polnareff, who is... I think... I, I don't think I it's... I think Araki's like a Euroboo. I think that's what... I think mm. he loves Europe. But um, I don't think that, it, like, Polnareff being, like, a big deal here is is because he's French. I think it's just more so he is, like, the silly character. And I think mm. that Araki... Um, more towards the middle of this arc is leaning in towards the silly stuff. Um, you, which, I think that's a yeah. good point. I think it's also that Araki wrote Jotaro to be so cool and emotionless and stuff that he yeah. probably was like, well, then what am I going to do with him? That's not fun. You know, and he saved all like the power oriented stuff for later. And I feel like Kakyoin is like, I mean, I feel like you can probably, I don't know, what, why keep... I think you're right about the goofiness, because Kakyoin is also too calm and collected. Kakyoin is just, like, really, like, he's a different personality from Jotaro, but he's, like, not that different. He's he's still very, um... No, I think he's, di- he's he's extremely sympathetic, and Jotaro is not. Yeah. Does Jotaro even have an arc? Does he learn or grow in this whole time? The anime does a better job of trying to show him, like, actually learn to be sympathetic and stuff. And then you read the trivia about it, and it's like, that was not in the manga. So then maybe Polnareff is the main character, because he's the only one who, like, changes and, like... Changes. That's true, and there's there's the whole, like, his relationship with Abdul, and how he thinks about, and how he feels after Abdul's death, and that kind of thing. Right, yeah. And, like, he learns about... I think he learns a little bit about the emptiness of vengeance, like... It didn't bring his sister back. Mm. I think he feels pretty good about that vengeance, though. I think, but l- like later, when he, he he probably like when, he lets go of that a little when he encounters his fake sister. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying, but I don't know. That he's still. You can say that when you've already killed the person that you want to take vengeance on, it must be easy then to go. Ah, it didn't really help. You know what I mean? Like the real difficult choice would have been if he didn't get the killer met his fake sister and then went forget it who cares about the killer Mm. it's not going to change anything but that's still more than jotaro does like jotaro Jotaro doesn't doesn't really do anything but that's why he's cool because he doesn't have to feel things he's like seinfeld what the the ethos of seinfeld is no learning no growing no hugging that's Mm. jotaro well we find out later that he's really into um jelly starfish starfish Starfish. Because uh, he's a Joe Star. That's exactly right. Do you right. think he's a different character at all when we get to Diamond is Unbreakable? 
he's less of an asshole. He has less moments where he's like garish and whatever. He's more like, he's more of the detective type in part four. Mm-hmm. Like he fills in information and stuff. And we only hear about the starfish stuff later. He doesn't actually do anything about animal stuff. He, but he's like, doing it the whole time. He's doing it secretly. Right. In secret. We never get to his like emotional core. Yeah. If there is one. I don't know. Maybe we do. Are, do we have any more letters? Um, no, we don't. Is there anything on Twitter worth talking about? Usually Twitter is just, uh, oh shit, we just got an email. Did we? <laughs> Two minutes ago. Ha yeah. Because you know what? I tweeted that we were going to record the podcast and I had a cold and Google told me I can drink wine because it's good for my cold. Google? Uh, Google told me it's okay. You can have your medicine. That's what Google told me. Jackie looked up I'm sick and then in a separate <laughs> tab looked up wine and hit images and then was like, perfect. No, I tweeted it. If you look, I tweeted it and then I retweeted it on, on JoJo's. Oh, no. On JoJo's, on our podcast. I'm changing so. the password. No. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, look, End of the World is... I, I don't like it because it has this weird sort of like musical, like Broadway light opera what are feel you, to it. What are you talking about? This OP, I've been talking shit about it and we've been discussing it on, on Twitter. On Twitter, okay. And I OP's just... OP's original poster. No, it's not. It's... Here's the thing. It sounds like this kind of light opera Broadway musical thing, but it doesn't, as a piece of music, it feels like just a bunch of little vignettes strung together because they want to highlight each vocalist. Mm. The only part that's good is right before they do the ora 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 part, he says something about like sono kobushi and it sounds really cool. And yes, I agree with, I think it was Josh who just wrote and said that towards the end it gets even cooler and I agree. But we're not there yet and that doesn't make a song. You know what I mean? If you like put this, if you put these other songs on an iPod, I'd be like, these are weird, but they're kind of fun. But if I listen mm-hmm. to this song, I'd be like, skip this right fucking now. Skip this. What is OP? Skip it. Opening. Opening. Oh. Opening prawns. Um, and people just shit on Chase. And I'm like, I, I agree with someone else who tweeted that. It's like, I think it's just different. It's tonally very different. But I think it's a pretty good song. It's just not happy-go-lucky and jumpy and bouncy and shit. Um, you know, I don't seek out J-Rock and shit these days, but... Drock. If I did. Drock. Dinosaur <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> uh, On Spotify, I'll listen to J-pop when I'm... Fe- when I ha- when in, in a certain mood, I want to listen to J-pop, but it's mm. a very rare, particular mood. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through Twitter replies, but really, I don't think there's... Hey, if you want to see... Twitter replies, go on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, well, our username is at JJBpod. If you want us to read your email... And suggest signatures. You can write to us. It's Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Let's get on with the show. Cue the music. Wait, do you don't want to do, read this last email? Oh, yeah. I'll read it because I have it now. I was reading it. It is from Bizarre Buccaneer. Thank you, Bizarre Buccaneer. He says, Hey, guys, thanks for all the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't read. Thanks for all the move in advice for college. The first week went by pretty fast uh, and I've had a nice time that's great um, also I want to compliment Jackie and Miles for their amazing duet last week thank you thanks <laughs> uh, with part five approaching fast what have been your fave bad John Crunchyroll versions of stand names for example my fave stand ban- bad company became worse company killer queen became deadly queen etc thanks again for all the advice and keep on chugging your favorite student at missouri state university bizarre buccaneer trademark keep on chugging that wine 
Yeah. <laughs> Did I read that okay? Yeah. <laughs> read it great. Wait, Missouri... State. So we have like 40 people from Minnesota, one from Oklahoma, one from Missouri. Did you guys know there's people in between the coasts? I had no idea. Yeah. Someone said that the only oh. Midwest... Someone said on Twitter recently oh, no. that the only Midwestern state that matters is Michigan. They were like, fuck Ohio and well, I don't know about that. <laughs> what does Michigan really have? Detroit. The saddest yeah. city in the country. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the home of Motown. Yeah, was the home of Motown. I don't know. What is a better what is a better Midwestern state then? Uh I Missouri. What's in Missouri? St. Louis? Kansas City. What's in St. Louis or Kansas City? What is it? Yeah. The fucking arch is in St. Louis. <laughs> what do you like about the arch? It was cool. I was inside it. It's a big thing. They don't got that in Detroit. I've never been there. They also have Flint, Michigan, and they don't care about those people. Mm. Those people drink like rusty ass water. What do you mean Sad. those people? The people who live in Flint. Oh, okay. They do. Flint does have the Dayton family, a uh, good rap group. That has a song. They have a bunch of songs about being from Flint, which now feels weird. But there's, I mean, there's good rappers from Detroit. Right? There's there's Tech Nine is from Kansas City, Missouri. There's Eminem. Okay. Yes, he's M&M. probably better than D12. the Dayton family. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Still though, to say it's the only one that matters, I don't agree. I don't think that's fair. Well, that was just what somebody said on Twitter. I don't know. Well, let's just repeat everything we read on the, the internet. They're all the fucking same to me. Also, this, this thing you Googled, by the way, first of all, it's from Vine Pear said wine is okay for colds. Mark, do you think I read anything else besides, yes, drink that fucking wine? It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't say that either. It, it says, says it significantly reduce the risk of catching colds and coughs. What if you already it have said, one? Did you read that on drinkthatfuckingwine.com? Yes. <laughs> Mark, I 100% did not read anything else, but it said... Yes. <laughs> the surprising benefits of drinking wine. I was like, all right, great. Sold. All right. Pour in a glass. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So this. Fucking. What's his name? Somebody said that. Uh, who was it? Rohan. What's his name? Rohan? No. Kishibe? No, 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 no. You got to give me our more li- than that. Our listener. Our listener named RJ, Smug RJ, RJD, whatever. RDRJS or whatever. Yeah. What? Uh, he was like, uh, Smug Rohan was like, is this slowly becoming JoJo's Bizarre Wine Cast? And I was like, it's Jackie's Bizarre Wine Cast. I yeah. should start it. It would be horrible. I wouldn't talk about really? anything. It would, I wouldn't talk about anything. It wouldn't be chock, I would just be on wine and being stupid and silly. It would be great. On wine For is me, a weird way to put it. But no one else. All right. On wine, on wine, on wine. Yeah. I want AOL on wine CDs. Uh, okay, wait. Oh boy. This episode sucks so far. <laughs> I liked it. We talked about um, Paris, and we talked about something important. Glad Do we to hear, have anything to respond to Bizarre Buccaneer about? Um, glad to hear that you're moving out and stuff has worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, one week's definitely not enough time to really judge it, but... I like when people compliment us in emails. That's great. Keep that doing it. always mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Keep feeding my mm-hmm. ego. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about... Here's the thing. In Japanese, they, they call this stand or god Set, and we call it for some reason Sethon or Seisen, it almost looks like. Oh, so Seth. Seth. Seth's Alessi or Sethon's Alessi. No, um, but no, but I, I've heard Set before as well. Set. Set-ra. Yeah. I think that's where Seth comes from as a name, but I'm not going to bother to verify that. Yeah, let's not. Okay. So, I feel like it's like a biblical name. 
Well, anyway, I think you're right. <laughs> but this uh, episode they reveal is taking place at the same time as Joseph and Abdul's uh, homoerotic adventure, where they're being magnetized all over the place to each other, to sexy older ladies, to cars by Mariah. Um, well, okay, I'm sorry. Bad. Co- um, what's his name? Alessi. No. Smug Rohan. Uh, fucking the guy who emailed us. Bazaar Buccaneer asked us what our favorite oh, like, right. John Crunchyroll. God, we are a mess. It's all that just, wine I drank. Just, just cut out the parts that are dumb and then add, like, just, just stitch it all together. Mm-hmm. Where so like, I should just stop recording and start just, over? Just, like, make us a good podcast, okay? Got it. Can you just Got edit it. it together so we're a good podcast? Anyway. Can you write what we say instead? <laughs> Jackie touched her glass of wine without realizing it and I just stared at her like please don't you dare Um, I would say my favorite one is probably boy man man what the fuck is that Um, (laughs) because they couldn't say boys to men for the John Campone kid the rock paper scissors kid so they just said Um, boy man man that's probably my favorite shit translation that Crunchyroll was like yep fuck it call it a day are we gonna work on the app no All right. I hate all of them wow what about Shining Diamond? I don't think that one's that bad for Crazy Diamond. Do you hate that one? Yeah. Just say Crazy Diamond. Wow. Diamonds can be crazy. You just said it. <laughs> what was the one? There was one Come recently. Come at me, Pink Floyd. There was one recently Zenyatta where... Mondada instead of Oingo Boingo? Yeah. No, there was one... Did they... That one's stupid. There was one recently where it was... Um, like... The thing that they replaced was not something that you could easily identify anyway. I don't remember what it was. Hmm. We'll get back to it. Um, so it starts Whatever, out they're all terrible. Explaining that this episode takes place alongside the previous episodes. And it starts, I think, with Alessi versus those kids, right? There's a bunch of kids playing with mud and stuff. There's a bunch of kids and they're pretending to be adults. So they're playing it's in great. a sad yeah. sandbox and they're like, they're like, oh, this is whiskey. And like, my husband's on a business trip. But these are like children that are like, like pretending that they're drinking wine or, or whiskey and being like, well, my husband's on a business trip. So I need to, I don't know. And so they're just imitating their parents, I guess. But it's hilarious yeah um, one of them like asked for a piece of cake or something like that and like when she went to drink it i was like please don't actually drink it and mm. then she was just pretending to and i was like thank god i was confused i was for real confused and i was like are these children are these adults that look like children are they <laughs> drinking whiskey are they <laughs> what is happening it's hard with cartoons yeah um and then somebody was looking over at them i think it was um well, it was initially, I think, uh, uh, Paul Nareff and Jotaro. Yeah, and they're like, oh, kids are so is- innocent. Only um, Paul Nareff said that. I don't think Jotaro Jotaro said. just said, mm. Somebody. Yeah, Jotaro's being like a broody guy. Yeah. Um, Big man. He's thinking about fish. And um, somebody, probably Paul Nareff, suggests like, oh, maybe they encountered an enemy and that's why they're not here. Um, and they're like, come on, Iggy, let's go figure it out. And Iggy's like... Iggy, uh, Iggy, Iggy talks. does not give a fuck. I wrote that down. Iggy talks. Iggy said something. Does he? I, Polnareff says something to Iggy, and Iggy says, like... He goes, kill me. <laughs> Iggy says something like, I am as well, or some shit. I don't know. Mm. Me too. He's like, Iggy, where'd you go? And Iggy is just not giving a fuck, like just hanging out, eating garbage, or whatever Iggy does. Right. Um, so then we find out that they're being followed by this creepazoid. But first we well, see this like, creepazoid. There's like another kid who's like, hey, let me play. And then all the other kids are like, no, we don't want to play with you. You're too uh, picky or whatever they said. It's just something that didn't make sense. Right. And then we see Alessi, who is a short, 
man with a creep um like his hair is sticking out on both sides of his head um he kind of looks like a katamari i guess but right Not what doesn't he oh like one of the like the char- the character like the the prince the katamari yes. with the big is that barrel his name? yes he's the prince he's yeah. the prince um, that guy he, he it sticks more out like like his hair his head is a big y almost Yes. And his hair is just collected into two clumps, which, by the way, have three bells hanging from each side. That's what bothers me the most is the bells. If he's going to sneak up on people and harass kids, <laughs> why do you have bells? Why do you have Did bells? Did your master put those on you so he couldn't lose you in the house? So you wake up in the morning, you style your hair into a fucking Y or a T, and then you hang bells off of your hair. Yeah. Why? Because people can hear you coming and they know. <laughs> yes. But you know what? His- Somebody didn't want him to kill all the birds in the backyard. Does he do that? No, that's what cat owners do. Oh, that's I why. Guess. Okay, okay. His glasses, though, I want those. They're, I, they're they really, don't make sense. They're dope as hell. They are cool, but I love it them. makes no sense for sunglasses to be lower half only because that's for reading glasses because you look down to read. Sunglasses, you need them on top to block the sun. Maybe he walks it on makes, the sun. He's fashionable. Dude. It makes he's, no he's sense. Like, that like ups his, like, he, he's way cooler with those glasses. His floor is a mirror. Besides that, <laughs> he just has like a regular standard nobody jack off body who cares just like suspenders or something he just i don't know he doesn't matter besides that he's unremarkable but so there's a that little boy like runs into him and he gets very upset because he's at first very nice his his pants get wet i guess the boy was holding like water or something and alessi's pants get wet and he is very upset and he was like where's your dad where's your and the kid's like i don't know my dad, my dad's working or whatever. He asks him and, all friendly. Like, it sounds like, like he's concerned. And where's your mom? And it's like, oh, my mom is just for whatever, whatever. And then, <laughs> then he's like, oh, then I can smack you for getting mud on my pants. Uh, and, and then ha- he smacks him two times. And, and, and says, it's off camera, so says, it's really like, bad. He says, how many years will you have to work to pay this off? And then he beats the shit out of this child. Yeah. There's a lot of beating children in these episodes. It's true. That's kind of his whole thing. Is Araki trying to make an argument for child labor here? No, it's just like the the dog thing. Araki owns two kids yeah. and loves <laughs> showing that people are bad by having them beat up kids. Right. What He's, do we know about Araki's personal life? Is he a married? He Does is he a married man. I think Araki, to a quote woman. <laughs> I like he's married that he's to a lady. smart enough to not just have men abusing women in all of these episodes, though, mm. at least. He's slightly evolved. He has them beat up on children right, and right, pets. Right, which is so much better. <laughs> it is. I don't know. Let's not do I this. feel better about it. Anyway. Yeah, what as would you horrible, rather, who would you rather abuse, person. a dog or a child? It's all lazy writing. <laughs> it's all lazy writing because it's like, oh, let's show you how bad this person is by having them beat up on, I, a, yes, on, on a vulnerable well, population. It's, oh, I don't know. How is it not? What, um, it's lazy. What? what what would be better writing if they were like manipulative? Oh, uh, what would be their, better writing is if like these friends. two episodes never existed. Miles <laughs> did not like these episodes. He's jumping the gun a bit here. They add nothing to the story. They're a side story for sure. Here's the thing: it's Monster of the Week, but I I thought these episodes were dumb in my memory, and then I watched it and I was like, I kind of like this episode. I think Alessi's very funny. His voice actor crushes it. I think the way they draw his face is really funny. I think that his power is very interesting and fairly consistent, except. What Polnareff can and can't remember is a little bit fuzzy to me. Um, no pun intended. But um, I like seeing them as children. It's funny. We'll um, get it. We'll get more into I think some of this is fucking weird. There's definitely some weird moments. We'll talk about it episode. later. Okay, so it turns out so. 
Polnareff and Joe so Thaler were walking the around. Of, he beats the shit out of this kid off camera, and then he's like, I'm going to go kill Jotaro and Paul Nareff while um, Mariah is killing the others. Um, and he says something about how Set is the god of storms, which I don't remember. Yeah, the god of sand and storms, yeah. which is true, I think. Stop it. Right. Um, and then um, now the guys are in the hotel. Iggy is wandering around. Uh, I think Iggy steals a kebab sandwich he steals a kebab sandwich from this guy and the guy at first is like give it back and Iggy- which why would you want it back from the dog's mouth right and- you know, would you really get mad if a dog i mean i can understand getting mad but like it feels like an act of the universe you know what mm-hmm. i mean also by the way this 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 and the next scene are are made up for the anime um iggy witnesses the pincer attack right. going on at the same time um and the wires getting cut and stuff and Iggy does not give a fuck. He's just he just watches and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go." I think they have a handle off, on do it. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, like Iggy does not care. Um, and uh, Polnareff and Jotaro are walking, and Polnareff hears some bells. So he looks back and he sees a man who's like, "Oh, I dropped some change." Um, Polnareff is like, "Hey, why are you following us?" And Polnareff looks at him and he's like, "You've got murder in your eyes." <laughs> And then, like, because, like, I feel like Paul Nareff is not really basing this on anything, but he just starts, he attacks this guy. Like, the guy, the guy is, like, I mean, it's Alessi, he's an asshole, but Alessi is, like, oh, I dropped some change, oh, I'm just here minding my own business. And then Paul Nareff, like, takes out his silver chariot, and he's, like, we'll see about that, and he's fucking, takes out his silver silver chariot to, like, stab him, and that's when Nessie's shadow comes out. But Alessi, if he, did you say Nessie? Alessi. Like the Loch Ness monster. I might have said Nessie, but I meant Alessie. I know what you meant, but and I just wanted to see. his shadow comes out. His shadow comes out, and it's like, if this guy was just a, a stupid, like, tourist or something, he would have just been Silver Chariot stabbing some no, dude no. with stupid hair. Polnar, first of all, he was probably going to threaten him and then see what happened. He wasn't just going to stab him. Second of all, I think Polnar has figured out that weirdos are stand users. This guy has half sunglasses. He's got bells hanging out from his crazy I, ass I think hair. Polnar is not consistent with who he realizes is a, a stand user. No, I think he's good. Okay, fine. I think he's figured it out. Fine. Uh, and so Alessi's shadow extends... Which is his stand. His stand shadow extends. It's a cool looking, it's like a shadow that's like very general. It doesn't actually mimic his body. It's like the shoulders and torso are just like a big bump. And then a head sticks out that's a circle with a point on top. Almost like a what, pickle halb helmet. And or a Teletubby. And the, and the eyes are creepy. They're more real. They look like real eyes. They're not like black silhouettes. And they look like they really just smoked a big fatty. <laughs> um, they're just like like the eyelids are kind of like red and you know when you stick a fatty in your eye <laughs> I don't mean like that um, I read something explaining their designs uh, they are based on the Tetsujin 28 Go anime as well as the Nazca Geoglyphs what is the um, the stand uh, yeah the stand's design mm. um, they uh, also the narrator explains that Alessi loves saying erai which is like, good, like, good job, or whatever, and it, or mm. whatever. It just means erai. I like saying that, too. I counted that Alessi says erai eight times in this episode, and only once in the next episode. So Araki really fell off the erai train. Yeah, he's over it already. They don't do a great job the other episode. 
Yeah, I thought it was great the way Polnareff jumps here, the shadow coming at him, and Jotaro does it later where he jumps and we just see his legs tuck into his body. Mm. It just, it looks really funny. Uh, unless great. he has a musical ref though, I don't know if he's a musical reference. I think he is. Let me look it up. And as I look it up, I'm going to continue to talk to sort of delay the uh, dead space between... Okay, it's a reference to the Alessi brothers in American pop duo. Mm. Very what, good. What kind of music do they do? You know, like American pop, you know? What's that? Like in sync. Okay. No. Dirty pop. I don't know about all that. Uh, okay. So then, does this guy just run away? At some point, we knew, I know the Polnareff goes to chase him, right? Polnareff is chasing and his voice is turning into a child's voice because his voice is getting more like cutesy and low pitch and it's like, like that's what he sounds right. like. And it, it takes it a little bit too long to reveal that he's a kid because like you can kind of figure it out because he, he goes around a corner, he runs into a guy and he's yeah. way too short on the guy and he's like, this guy is huge. His hands are huge and yeah, his voice is higher and the guy lifts him into the sky and he's like, what is with this guy? Because he Why talks shit to him. Why is everyone so huge? Uh, so it takes them way too long. Like we as the viewers... I don't know, Miles. Did you understand what was happening? Yeah, immediately. And right. I was shocked at how ugly Child Polnareff was. I was really? shocked. Just, I it's just it was the teeth. Cute. He's hideous. I thought he was cute. No, it's he has no eyebrows teeth. either. It looks even worse when he's a child. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he doesn't have eyebrows. He's a hideous, hideous child. He should never have been born. I wow. Oh my god. That's horrible. Should have left him I in thought France. He was cute. But wasn't Silver like little baby Silver Chariot? Yes, Cherry little baby Silver Silver Cherry was adorable. And it goes pummy. <laughs> Whatever that means. But God, what an ugly child. All right. Miles is judgmental. That's true. Um, um, so finally, like, so it, it just takes a really long time for Polnareff to realize that he's a child, but he looks in at his reflection in a store and that's when he realizes like, oh, I'm a, I'm a little kid. I'm a little baby. <laughs> he's like, I'm a kid. And he starts freaking out. And then Jotaro walks by and he's like, Jackie, Jackie, and then that's when I enter the. No, you don't, Jackie. You were just watching it. But he just like says every other name besides Joseph, which is something that I mean, I don't know if you have family members that do that, but I have family members that do that, where they'll say every other name possible in the English language. My mom does that. What does she do? She names all of my siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll name all of your siblings and cousins and, like and my dad. relatives before you. And I'll be like, open mouth, just like, <laughs> you don't even know me anymore. My mom would just call me by my brother's name, and sometimes it would just be like, Mark. But then sometimes it would just be the wrong name, and I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> just let it go. But usually it's like, start one, and then go, ah, wait, you know, and switch to the other one. Mm. It's only two of us. It's a shame Paul Nerev lost all his memories, because he probably could have, like, gone back to school and done it all differently mm. no true you know what i mean if you could just start over yeah if you could just do it all differently if you could turn back time wouldn't you take that chance are you suggesting that, that he should have stayed near alessi so his stand would keep him young so and then he just no, goes no, no, back no, to that school? he would just get to grow up again just get to experience it all knowing what he knew now but he wouldn't how do you do it differently it only works when you're near the stand so he would age again if alessi walked away yeah oh why didn't he just run away then because, you know, he anyway. could have come back and, and shrunk Jotaro or someone. You got to get rid of the stand user. He's a threat. But he doesn't know he's a threat. When he turns into a child, he knows he's a threat. But then he forgets. Yeah, this is, this is where my thing is because he's like, I don't remember memories. I'm, you know, I'm, I remember my stand as I was as a kid. And I'm forgetting who Mr. J is or whatever, who Jotaro is. But then he still feels the need to attack this guy 
And there's one or two other things that he does that I'm kind of like, how does he remember that? That's a shame because it would have been really nice if he could have gone back to school and all right, done Miles. It all, all right, again. Miles. Whatever. Miles is full of regret. <laughs> is what we're learning this episode. Sounds like it, <laughs> guys. If I could have gone back and done it all over again, is this a reference different. to that share song? If I could turn <laughs> back. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of I Got You, Babe. Oh, no, Just it's not. A, it's, I don't think it's a reference to hand in my <laughs> yellow mountain. To answer your question, no, it's, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Um, I used to think that when I was younger, I was like, what if I, I wish I could just take my mind now and go back to being a third grader. And then, you know, I would and then you'd be, be so smart. I'd be the smartest person, but I'd be surrounded by idiots. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. But now that I'm older, I would find that horrible because you couldn't be in any kind of romantic relationship mm-hmm. for like 15 fucking years and everybody <laughs> you'd be a fucking pervert freak if you did that everybody would be stupid and annoying because yeah. like and like, you'd want to hang out with it's adults like, yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like when you're in like third grade fourth grade fifth grade sixth grade like people are just discovering comedy so people were like hearing like really old stupid jokes for the first time and like telling them over and over and over again and it's like I'm an adult and I've heard all these jokes before. Be original. I remember moving from New York to where we grew up, which is apparently censored or whatever. (laughs) Yep. But like noticing how much more sarcastic people are in New Jersey. Like I went to a Catholic school in New York and I feel like maybe that was a reason everyone was like more earnest or maybe people were I was going to say. I went to a Catholic school and people were crazy. Maybe people were just mean to me. I think maybe it's you bad. didn't have any friends. But you know what? If I could go back, knowing what I know okay. now, it'd be different. Uh, so Polnareff re- realizes he's a child, and he yeah, can't this remember is the thing: is he, he knows what's how stand users work, right? Because he knows he has to go after a lessee. Well, he has a stand. He has a little baby stand. Isn't it but, that lessee is going after him? Unless he's going after him, and he has a little baby stand, and he can't remember Jotaro, but he knows that Jotaro is important. Because they're still going away. His memories are still His fading. His little baby brain is memories trying to hold on to memories. In the cold of winter. But he has a little baby brain. So he can't really remember everything because right. his brain is smaller. And every now and then he actually gets touched by the stand again and he gets even younger. And Jotaro, is, Jotaro goes up to him and he was like, hey, have you seen a French guy with the same haircut as you? <laughs> and the little baby can't say anything. Right. He little just, baby Polnareff can't say He says something stupid anything. and Jotaro's like, whatever, I'm going to leave. I don't know why I asked a kid. And then how does it, doesn't he get like knocked <laughs> no, out? No, the kid says, that's me. And Jotaro is like, ugh. Because he jumps. Because doesn't he jump out of the gla- the window and he falls down bloody from this window? And Jotaro's like, falling from a window bloodied up is pretty weird. Doesn't he say something <laughs> like that? That's later. Is it later? I think that's later. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's towards the end of everything. But um, how does how does the the girl the young woman like adopt him? Doesn't she find him knocked out or something? Yeah, he's like hurt in the street, so she picks him um, up and takes takes him back to her place so we find out yeah 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 so well there are a couple of other things happen first um the little chariot shows up so we see a little silver chariot and he goes and his name can't be silver chariot by the way because chariot is named after the tarot cards and abdul hasn't given him that name yet Silver. So I think his name was Mr. Stabby. Wait, but I Abdul think. doesn't give out all the tarot card names. <laughs> right, the other ones are given out by Enya, but he didn't get Enya to give him a name when he was a kid. Do stands have childhoods? Like, do they go to school and like... Only if you were a out. child with a stand. Maybe somebody else gave him the tarot card name. That's too much of a coincidence. Like, it came to, like, three people can't give out tarot card names. Only two people can. I guess, I guess it could be, but then it would overlap, most likely. Abdul would have already given someone else, because he gave Jotaro... 
you know, number one. I forget what number two is. He gave like all these basic numbers. Stand, there's no way he skipped three coincidentally and Polnareff entered the scene. He was like perfect. Mm. Mm. It would have been weird if there were two different chariot cards and they'd have to fight. That is a huge plot hole. Yep. So the, show's Alessi, the show's ruined. <laughs> Alessi finds Polnareff and Polnareff has his little baby stand and Alessi has his stand, which also has an axe for some reason. Well, his, he's ha- he has an axe in real life. His stand. Where does he keep the axe? And why does it say AX on it? It says axe, like it's an Armani Exchange branded axe. Mm. Um, axe body spray. But basically when he, when, he sh- when he has something in his hand, his shadow has something, the same thing in his hand, but his shadow uh. can attack from wherever it is. So he has. So he's like, not keeping the axe in his butt. I don't. He might be. He's keeping it in hammer space. Um, so he kind of has like a ranged attack because yeah. if he holds something and his shadow is projected somewhere, his shadow can attack with that. So they try to fight, and then Lil Polnareff runs. And when Lil Polnareff runs, he is found by this beautiful woman. And this woman is like, "I'll fix you up." Let me take you back. She to doesn't my go place. to the police or a hospital. She's like, I got all that she shit at home. Takes this child that to prob- adulthood. Yeah. So maybe you can't trust the police in this country. That's a good point. She is one hundred percent a child molester. Like one hundred percent, she I, fucks children. I that's what she does. She I, is a woman that fucks children. I don't know if that's true. She fucks seven-year-old here's the thing i think <laughs> that's what she does that's why she picked him up that's why she wore this little like low-cut nighty with like her titty st- like she how hangs around gonna- by the school <laughs> she fucks children i don't think that's true I watch think- this episode if you don't believe me listeners watch this episode again and tell me that she does not fuck children because she, she does she does to not. be honest i thought it was kind of implied that alessi also like Oh yeah, unless he straight up does that shit. You think? I I think that he just beats the shit out of children. There was some Which weird. Is fine. There was some weird. That's different. There was some weird implication where he referenced sexuality or something. Because he says hentai at some point. He ca- he, yeah, they call him hentai oyaji, like old pervert, yeah. at some point. Um, and they they just subtitled it as creeper. Um, but he doesn't he ask him something about about how that was? Doesn't he ask him if that was like sexually gratifying? Something. Like these episodes are unwatchable if here's, you have the thing a traumatic about this lady. I think you're projecting because of the show projecting because Polnareff hasn't completely forgotten about uh, sexual impulse because he's still partially an adult. But a real seven or eight year old being washed by an adult woman, they mm. would only think about mm. stuff sexually because because media weird, tells them what kind of weird adult woman is gonna take a child off of the street take her back to her apartment then wear this tiny little nighty yeah why him. does she have to get undressed because she doesn't want to get water on her clothes her fucking nighty that is something no, that she's you wearing... wear that is something that you wear yeah. like in private for a person that you want to entertain yeah, that's a sexy ass outfit for all right she's a child. wearing like all it's right. like super low cut why don't like, you it's guys like, it goes spend all the way a down. weekend in egypt and tell me how you think egyptian people you wear if you're gonna take if you're gonna take a talk child to children if you're gonna take in a child you wear an oversized t-shirt and that's like right. some pants or shorts that still you sounds sexy you don't get your expensive <laughs> ass nighty no i think yeah she gets, she, where do you pull out your fucking lingerie <laughs> i'm sorry but you pull out your you're fucking gonna wake lingerie up all the fucking babies that live around yeah we gotta keep them safe seven year old and All then, she, she does, she just washes them. She doesn't even do anything that perverted, Jackie. She was her, about, yeah, because her she boobs gets are huge. They just, they just get everywhere. She can't control that. Well, girl, you don't gotta. 
put them out for everybody to see all the time. Well, why don't, why don't, stop slut shaming this extremely kind Egyptian young woman who she's probably trying does, to bone a child. And then, and then she's the not trying thing, to bone a child. The first thing that she does is take up like like draw a bath for this kid and then bathe this child that is not her own child. She never puts him in the bath either. Really, really takes care of washing his penis. Is that true? Yes. Wait, what happened? Watch that scene because Tell me what it you is wrote. very much what did you write? her cleaning his penis. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Does she, I'm trying to remember. Like Does a, she say I have to clean your penis it's now? It's like, it's, yes. It's like coming to America? Yes, it's like coming to America. It's like the royal ple- penis is clean, your highness. That's You're what right. it's like. <laughs> If, it's exactly if, like if that. If not for that, I would still disagree with you because I think And the that little baby is, is real. It's like. He's in a, loving the it. The baby is in a state between I love this and I'm a confused child. But it's yeah. like in between those things. And so that child is definitely molested. But because it has p- partially the brain of an adult, he's okay with it. Yeah. I guess. But it's molested. If it weren't Paul Nareff, it would be a horrible, horrible situation. <laughs> no, it's horrible in I general. I think it would be like a confused if baby. You're right. And then years later, they would like talk to their therapist and be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then it would be a traumatic experience, like yeah. after the fact, maybe. I, 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 I think this woman is just accidentally sexy and doesn't know. And she's just a good hearted person who when has watched her younger siblings. Women know or when cousins. they're sexy. Women know. <laughs> they 100 You can't be accidentally putting your fucking lingerie on. Like. In her late. Oh, I'm just more comfortable when my titties are all the way out. Wait, 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 wait. wait. First of all, first of all, she didn't get changed in the separate room. She just took off her clothes. So that means she was already wearing that. Maybe that's just what she wears. Yeah, she because goes, that's what she wears when she picks up children off the street, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mark, you're just wrong. You're just wrong. All right. I Here's the thing. I don't think this is the case, but we're just going to move on. There's something that happens that's really funny to me, which is that... Well, no, I, I'll tell you what I think is actually the case. I think that this, this, the audience of this show is young men, and they are putting themselves in a situation where they are picked up by a young, attractive woman, and they are molested, and they like it from this young, attractive mm-hmm. woman who is wearing fucking lingerie in front of them and, yeah. and bathing them and, and cleaning their penis real good. I'm a grown like, man. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so that's like what the, so it's like, it's like, if it's you, coming if you from take, the, the audience viewpoint of people who right. could give consent and understand right. sexuality and pretending that they're in that position. But if you ignore all of that and just look at the facts, you just look at what's it's actually deeply happening troubling. and yeah, it's fucked up. If you look at the facts, she's cleaning someone and happens to be wearing something low cut or whatever. <laughs> anyway, I want to move on. The I'm point sorry. the thing is is that there's a scene where when she's cleaning him, she accidentally jams his head in between her tits. Uh-huh. Yeah, accidentally. And, and there's like mm-hmm. a 3D accidentally? There's like a 3D spinning shot. It like rotates around the room to zoom into Polnareff's face and how happy he is. It's such a weird use of this animation style. Why did she put Shade on? Basically while this was happening. <laughs> basically by the way, despite He also like grabs her boobs and you see his Secretly, like, secretly. Yes. No, his hands are like grabbing her boobs like they're like clawing at them and I she's like that. okay with this no woman would be like okay child keep clawing at my boobs keep squeezing them it is, you know? we- it is weird that she didn't notice that she's aroused she noticed no. it dude <laughs> All right. I still also I like how Paul Nareff is like he. Lo- I guess he sees himself. He he like when he's naked, he looks at his tiny penis and he's like really sad by it. He's, he's like, like, but oh. I don't know why. He's like, I have such a tiny penis. Why am I so sad? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the commentators, the commentators, the people who made this uh, episode. There's a commentary thing, and they wrote. They're they wrote the following. Pornography. I, um. They said. 
On one side, the humor of Polnareff, who is a child again, and then the lightly risque touches while never falling into vulgarity. Okay. Are you serious? He called this shit lightly risque. Are you kidding me? That's what he wrote. I 100%. Standards real, are like, different. There's a scene there where she's cleaning his penis that I am like, Mm-mm. you can't call have it you ever, Have you ever given a child a bath? No. I've been a child. Okay. when you, I've been given a bath When you take care of children, when someone takes care of children, shouldn't they wash them? Yeah. They should, but not for like 20 minutes. This was like a 45 second scene. Not yeah. in a, yeah. if I'm going to, if I'm going to bathe the child, first of all, I would be fully clothed. Right. True. Because you're disgusting and you think about this stuff and it's you're just, the pervert. Why would you? I can't believe if you're, you're on gonna, team child molester, Mark. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> if you're, if, <laughs> Mark is pro child like, molester, everyone. I have a, ch- I have an, a stranger child in my apartment and I'm going to go change my clothes into something more comfortable. My more comfortable thing would be, let me take off my bra and wear a giant oversized t-shirt. All right. Well, I think this was an emergency and she needed to clean him as fast as possible. And all she had was lingerie. That's what was underneath. All she's doing is entertaining, uh, uh, people you woke, you woke the children in our people apartment now, now i hear children and they're upset by all this nastiness um yeah so um, prove me wrong <laughs> yes I, I tried to and you didn't, listen. you didn't listen um but anyway so then this cock blocker shadow comes like while he's getting molested and like he's really he's really getting jerked off real good oh come um, on jackie <laughs> that is vulgar that's what's happening. It's not happening. The shadow comes and, um, uh, I don't know. Oh, m- m- Paul Nareff is massaging her boobs. Um, and You know what you would do if you were bathing a child? You'd put them in the bath. Well, in Japan, you don't necessarily do that. You Why did she s- draw the bath then? Cause she, you do that after you're like scrubbed. Then you, you go in the bath No, because she wanted to take him to the bone zone outside. Okay. She's like, she's like, all right, let's, let's shampoo you. And the kid is like, I don't like shampoo because he's still kind of a child. Um, so it's like super weird. Oh yeah, this is funny. And he, and then they play like, they play like um, rock, paper, scissors and they do monkey do, which I have no idea what. It's just like rock, paper, scissors, but it's monkey do, monkey see, which somehow like, transcends the win? cultural line between Egypt and Japan and France. They how somehow just know how to do this. How do you win? I don't know. I guess maybe it's like rock, paper, scissors. Maybe you just can't match the person who won rock, paper, scissors. Like if you do what I did, it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. So so he loses and he gets washed by the soap just move and on. her. But he doesn't realize that he's actually being washed by Alessi. Yeah, because you just hear Alessi going, oh, does the shampoo hurt your eyes? And he's like, yeah, I don't like it. And then he asks him something else. And then we zoom out and Alessi is in this terrifying, weird pose where he's like so much bigger then pull Narf and massaging the shampoo into his hair. And this is hint number two or three that he's a fucking child molester because this is so creepy. Okay, so Alessi's wait, a child molester. Wait, 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 How is this different from what the lady's doing? Well, he's a man and he has no interest in the well-being of Polnarf. He's just washing his hair and he was called a pervert already. He was called a pervert. Who called this lady a pervert? I think everybody in this episode just is a guys. pervert. I think all the adults in this episode are a pervert. I, I agree. Myself, as a woman, I would not wear a nightie in front of anybody besides somebody I was trying to and fuck. And you just want to project your values on everybody <laughs> else. And she can think that she's like, that this is for his own good, but it's not. What? You're saying that the difference between Alessi and this lady is that she has Paul Nareff's well-being in mind. I think that's like she, in a twisted way, she thinks that. She also doesn't spend her time turning people into children and then murdering them. Yeah, she just waits outside the school and kidnaps children to base them. So at some point, this lady, we don't see her anymore, but the shadow touches uh, 
Polnareff again, and Polnareff gets even smaller. And Alessi explains, you were seven or eight back there. Wait, wait, wait. But you now you're probably part, three or four. You missed the part where Alessi tries to drown him in the tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alessi yeah. Alessi tries to drown him, and... Oh, I hate this part. Lil Polnareff's arms aren't long enough to do anything, so he just kind of flails around. And then, and he, so he pulls the plug off of, or the, the, the drain, um, the drain the, plug. The stopper. Yeah. Yeah, and so the water starts to drain, but it's still not really enough time for him to um, drain the water enough for him to breathe. So Polnareff poops. Watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where you can watch a grown man try to drown a baby, <laughs> but is foiled by shit falling on his face. Is this why you didn't like the episode? <laughs> this is why I didn't like the episode. This I don't like this part at all. This is like one of my least favorite. Yeah, Jackie pointed out when we were originally watching it years ago. That I don't sh- remember this. This show just got super childish. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind it's of, like after it, to Iggy be honest, comes in, after Iggy comes in, it just gets like more and more silly. Was Iggy in the group before they talked to Death 13 though? Because in Death 13, they make the baby eat its own poop. Oh, yeah, that's true. but I th- I, that's like one instance. I feel like that's not that bad. How old was Araki when he wrote this? 12? It gets worse. He was eight, which is the age of consent in uh, Japan and Egypt. So you get, you get Death 13. I'm just kidding. You also don't get... Look at me. You also get um, when Abdul, no, not Abdul, when, when, when that guy who's pretending to, to be the resurrected children, you know what I'm talking about. What? Oh, the um, judgment. The when we find out that Abdul is alive. Right. Um, there's that guy. They who's piss like, in his mouth. Yeah, and they piss in his mouth. Like there's, there's like little hints of that, but I don't think, it really ramps up after Iggy. Yeah, you, you might be right. That there's always occasionally, yeah, but it starts to get really sh- sh- gross and shitty. Um, so anyway, Polnareff poops and the poop, um, is like, by the way, we, we've been in the, the we've been in the second episode, I think now, I believe we're in, uh, the second Alessi episode. Mm, probably. I think that once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he really started to mess with Alessi. Yeah. Um, um so, and so the poop starts to go up uh, to don't the di- I don't tub, want to talk about and it. And then he kicks the poop and then the poop gets kicked into Alessi's face and Alessi freaks out, and so he leaves the kid alone, and then the kid gets out of the water. And the kid is like, the kid who is Paul Nareff, by the way, is like, where's the lady? Where's the ni- that nice lady? Um, and Alessi's like, what do you think? Um, and Alessi's like, be careful, you might step on her and kill her. And it turns out that she has been turned into a little fetus. Yeah, and the fetus goes like, it's cool. Gross. Araki gave the fetus it is a voice sound. It's very gross. So, and then Alessi explains that the fetus will die because she's not, you know, in in a womb. She's just outside somewhere. And so, you grow younger and younger. Like, no, I, I, I think he said if, if my shadow touched her for even longer, then you know she would cease to yeah, exist yeah, yeah. or whatever. So. He was like, you jumped away faster, but she touched the shadow longer. Is this a reference to Benjamin Button? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so uh, Polnareff now is carrying around this girl's clothes because within the pocket of the clothes is this little fetus. So now he's he carrying it, around yeah. this woman who is very kind to him as one one interpretation of the events suggests. That or she, or that the she molester was that being, he, was, he was fine with being molested. Okay. And Faithful. now <laughs> Alessi chases him through the house. And I forget if this happened in the house or if an earlier scene where Alessi chops at Silver Chariot, Polnareff discovers that he still has Baby Chariot, but it's only baby size because when he was a kid, that's how small his stand was. He they, he, they keep touch. He keeps accidentally touching the the Alessi stand. Yeah, and then um, he turns into a three year old. Well, the the axe pins Silver Chariot to the wall at one point. Um, I think that's actually during the bath scene. 
Um, that's why when he's being drowned, he can't have Silver Chariot Pokalesi because Silver Chariot is like attached to the wall. And then, yeah, they get chased through the house and they enter a room where uh, Polnareff gets up to the window, but the bars are still too small for him to squeeze through. Yes. And he's like, oh, if I were only a little smaller, I could fit through them. He leaves some clothes there and then he looks at where he should hide and he sees like a bucket and a stuffed animal. And then we just jump ahead to Alessi coming in the room. And unless he's looking and he goes to the bars and he's like, oh man, he must have jumped out. And then he's like, nope, wait, this is a trick. He wants me to think he jumped out. But really, he's like looking, he's like, there's a clock, there's mm-hmm. a bucket, there's a drawer. There's a fish tank. This looks like an escape the room. But he doesn't yet. Mm-hmm. It's true. It he doesn't, he like doesn't a, care about the fish tank. He doesn't even notice it, right? It feels like a monkey island kind of like a little mist or something one of those like click and what are they called point and click games Mm -hmm. it's a point and click game yeah so he first he first axes i think the 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 clock or the drawer or something he hits the clock and he was like i was wrong and then he hits the bucket and he was like "Mm, nope not the bucket and then he hits the stuffed animal and also not the stuffed animal and then he's like oh the drawer and also not the drawer and then he's like He's not here. This is impossible. There is no way. Um, and then he walks by the fish tank, and there's a ball floating in the fish tank. Um, and the ball would be too small to fit anybody, but there's two eye holes in it, and we see eyes through it, which is cool looking. Oh, is, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and then... What I noticed was when the goldfish disappears. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. When he walks by the fish tank, we see a goldfish swimming, and it suddenly gets behind something, like almost as though there's an invisible wall. It was a mirror. And then we see that... Hang on. That Silver Chariot stabs Alessi through his fucking nose. Slow Baby Chariot is what I called him here Slow. because he's slower because he's a baby, and he's a mm-hmm. baby because he's a baby, and he's still a chariot. <laughs> oh, I realize now I was thinking of bloody Alessi falling out a window. But anyway, so yeah, Polnareff explains that he took a mirror off the wall because I guess it's it's not a bathroom. It's, it's some room. He took the mirror off the wall and put it in the fish tank at an angle. And then we get a diagram of how this all worked because it's Araki. I didn't understand. Just like the magic rope, you what, have to do this. What kind of room is this? Um, it's to escape the room. And unless he failed. And he still had to pay the same amount. And then he got to take a picture outside where he was like, I lost. We're on the team that lost. Hmm. Come out to escape the room, Egypt. Um, Cairo. Hmm. And uh, so he stabs him in the nose and then he explains that his silver chariot is still slow, but he can still cut the fuck out of your face. And then he has Silver Chariot slash at Alessi's face in a bunch of angles. And it feels good to see that. And then Alessi's face is all cut up and bloody. And he knows he has to escape. So I think he runs away. And Polnareff can't really chase after him. The fetus in the bowl goes beep, beep. Yeah. Because, yeah, Polnareff <laughs> still has the fetus. You know when you, like, put your ear up to a pregnant woman's belly and you hear chirping inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Unless he runs and jumps out a window and he runs or, or at least when he jumps out, yeah. he has this stupid pose, this cartoon pose where his arms are just at right angles, like running like an idiot. Like a swastika. Okay. Like a um, swastika man. Sure. And <laughs> he jumps out and lands on the ground and pull and uh, Jotaro is standing nearby. He just happens to be there. And he's like, huh? He's like, hey. he's like bloody people falling from the glasses. He says like something like, yeah, being covered in broken glass and bloody is, is weird. Yeah. And, um, unless he's like, Oh, I was cleaning and I slipped. I, I was cleaning the window and I slipped. Um. And so Jotaro begins to encounter him. And I think Lil Polpol is now out of the building. Yeah, the little kid screams out like, don't touch the shadow. Yeah, but it's too late. 
Jotaro was, uh, you know, he turns touched. into a little baby Jotaro. He turns into a little baby Jotaro in his same size clothes. And Alessi's then like, now I'm going to molest you. Uh, yeah, Alessi's like, well, you couldn't use your stand as a child because you only learned about that recently. I don't know how Alessi knew that, but Alessi did. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure, you know, Dio was like, He's been watching all the these anime. guys got stands. <laughs> they got stands at exactly this date. Yeah. And so. so he's like, oh, so you couldn't use your stand as a child. So you're just a dumb little kid and I'm going to fucking kill you. And uh, is about seven years old. And, but... Jotaro punches him with his little kid fist, and he's just a strong little ass kid. How are you going to lose a fight to a seven year old kid? This little kid goes yada yada, and he goes ora 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 ora, and he's still fucking cool. And that's what that's what Polnareff says. Polnareff is like, kakui. And I think I think like I don't remember where it was. I think it was the manga, maybe or not, where it may have been added here, but they speculate on Jotaro's childhood. Mm. Which like he must have had a rough childhood. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's some extra that depth. That makes sense. But yeah. I may have invented that and that's actual character depth that it we're makes missing. sense. Hmm. Um And so this this fucking Alessi is KO'd. Oh right, and much. he's KO'd in a weird way. He falls down and there's a bunch of planets circling his head. Yeah, he has like stars then, around his head like a fucking Looney Tunes. Or like a Street Fighter character who got yeah. dizzy. Oh yeah. And then it goes black, and when we come back, what we what we can kind of ascertain Right, mm. infer mm. is that uh, you got the words. Alessi was knocked. <laughs> Alessi was knocked out. He was incapacitated briefly. So his stand, uh, the effects reverted them back to being adults. Mm-hmm. So now adult Jotaro and adult Polnareff come over, and they're just looking at him, and they smile, which is added by the anime. But it's a good mm-hmm. decision. It's very cool. Yeah. And then he gets fucking ora gets, orad and yep, hora yep, horad. Yep, yep. And he gets like fucking Team Rocket blasting off again because he fucking blasts the fuck off into the sky and there's like a little twinkle from a star like Team Rocket. I love like, that. Because yeah. that always happens to Team Rocket is they always get just fucking blasted and they're like, look like Team Rocket's blasted off again. Yeah. It's uh. What do they say? They go. They go. Look like looks like Team Rocket is blasting off again. No, no, and they but get, they go when they appear. They go like time for trouble. They make prepare it double. for trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it double. <laughs> To defend the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, uh, to defend or something the evils of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Uh, Jesse, James. James, Team Rocket, blasting off at, at the speed of light. Sure, that's right. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Right. And then meow, that's right. Nice. Very good. Okay. Very good. I'm glad you guys watched TV growing up. <laughs> that's great. I had to read Our books. fans love it. Our listeners love it. I didn't have a TV in my house. It's not true. I watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot. I watched Pokemon with my little cousins. Um, Pokemon. Who the fuck wanted to get up on Saturday morning? I didn't do that. I did. They, they, they got in recess. The afternoons they got as well. Bugs Bunny. Mm. All that good stuff, baby. Mm. Mm. Um, also, the actor who did the voice of Joseph Joestar was a do- uh, Dr. Oak in uh, the Japanese. Professor uh, Oak? Wait, is this the Professor one who died? Professor Oak. Yeah, he died. He did the voice of the narrator and Professor Oak in Japanese Pokemon. Wait, who did? Pokemon. Who did? The guy who died, who did Joseph Aww, Joestar. Oh, Professor Oak? You don't know him, though, because you didn't watch it in Japanese. I didn't. <laughs> I may have watched it, like, once or twice. Let's ago. have a minute of silence for this guy. I'm Stop sad. it. Um, anyways, so then the child molesting woman fetus wakes up, and she's an adult. <sighs> <laughs> and not a fetus. Well, yeah, because Polnareff wonders. He's like, what happened to that nice, <laughs> that nice young woman who helped me? Um, and she can't really remember what happened. Jackie, you ruined my minute of silence. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> she can't really remember what happened, but what she does remember is that there was a brave and manly boy. Ugh. <laughs> That's how you know. Isn't that the side? Yeah. And she was like, my little knight. Ugh. She's stuff, sexualizing this it's child. It's not cool. It's not okay. Um, and then, I guess. Po- Listeners, write in if you think this woman was a molester. We should just take a poll. Write in only if you think she was a if, if you don't, we don't want to hear from I you, really, you, pervert. There, you can't convince me that she's not a child molester. If you try to argue with us, we're going to dox you. Oh, Also, there was this whole thing where uh, Polnareff lost his earring as a kid. And then she finds the oh, earring yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah. where did he go? That's all added by the anime as uh, well. I liked that. But yeah, so she's like, um, so Polnareff is like, I wonder if she's okay. She was nice. And the lady's like, hey, did you see a boy? And Polnareff blushes and she's like, hey, um, have we met? You look really familiar, but you're not a child, so I don't want to fuck you. That's what she says. She doesn't <laughs> say that. That doesn't happen. And then Polnareff is like, uh, no, I didn't see a kid. And she's like, wait, could you be, um, you look maybe. And then he's like, uh, no. There's no way. I've never been here before. We've never met. I'm going to go now. Bye. And then, doesn't pursue because he's deeply troubled now. I think yeah. he knows that it would be immoral to pursue a woman who had liked him when he was a kid. Yeah. Mentally, he was an adult. And so he's kind of taking advantage of her. If he's like, I'm a little baby. I also think it's super weird that she's like, wait, could you be? Yeah, she's like, that could you baby have- that I just fucking like, how are, how is this adult Could you man, have just baby? aged 20 years in an yeah. instant? Could that be you? Hey, could you go from being younger than me to older than me in like an hour? We don't know how old she is. Um, she's 41. It's really bad. Whatever. She looks great though. So Polnareff brushes her off and she's like, oh, it must be a dream. Like, I don't date child molesters. She, she's like, it's a dream. And then... I can't read this. Which is weird. She's like, it must have been a dream. And then she goes upstairs to a broken clock, destroyed bucket, ruined drawer, chopped up teddy bear. And is like, what a dream. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Polnareff says something that I can't read right now, but Polnareff needs a new earring. That's what I wrote. Polnareff needs a new earring. And then Jotaro puts his hand on Polnareff's shoulder. Yeah. Like a very like... It's okay, man. Bruh. Like a really bro. Bruh. Like a really bro. Because he's Bruh. being like, dude, Shoulder. I get it. Yeah. Why don't you stay dude. for a day? Dude, it's cool. But guess what? Uh, it doesn't say this, but I bet you anything that's also added by the anime. Mm. Shout outs to the JoJo Wiki. Without you, we would just talk. And then the gang all reunites and they're like, uh, something about Iggy. Iggy's around somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. Does the episode end with them taking the spirit photo? In the cafe? Um, I have two pages of notes still. Um, so they finally eat, and they're almost in Cairo, and then um, the fucking Joseph chops and breaks the camera. Right, this is added by the anime, and this is, again, my theory that in the manga, Araki kept coming up with new ways for him to use his predictive powers, but the anime has twice now reused the spirit photo thing, uh, which I find annoying, because it should keep showing different cool ways, but the anime is like, well, we know he can take a photo, Let's use that in two different instances to explain some shit. And I don't like that. They got that Polaroid sponsorship to worry about. You mean a Brocam sponsorship? Yeah, yeah Brolaroid. Bro- Ugh. Yeah. So... So they take a picture and it's just like a building and he's like, that's the building. It looks like a Miami hotel. Okay. Is this where it ends? Yeah, it ends there. Okay. Which Miami hotel? 
By the way, jo- this looks like a hotel. Yeah. JoJo's in Bizarre Adventure place. on Hulu uh, runs pretty well. I don't like their subtitles. I have to say, I like Crunchyroll's subtitling format much better, especially because they actually put like if there's text on screen that's Japanese, they'll put the translations right above it. Hulu it kind of crams it all together, but Hulu's player is sleek. You can fast forward to get to the next episode is oh, really yeah. fast. Hulu is way better than Crunchyroll. except for the subtitles. I do have to say, yeah, the Crunchyroll the the. Crunchyroll subtitles are better, but everything else is that's garbage. really it. Hulu and lets you do so. Much we don't more. know. We don't know. We gotta research it, or you could just tell us because we're lazy. We don't know if is is it Crunchyroll only doing the simulcast, or will Hulu also get new episodes as they come out for part five? What do we do? Tell us. We should get. Why haven't they told us? Yeah, we should. Let's get John Crunchyroll on the line. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Hello, um, I suck at everything. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> so, Mark, what happens? In the next, so what, what we we're just talking about yeah, like so, the things that we find interesting or weird, right? Because we covered the whole Darby arc when we watched the OVAs. They both follow the comic very closely. Yes, I have a question. What's your question, Mark? I have a question. Uh, go ahead, sir. Um, the weird lady. In the OVA, uh-huh. I thought his sideburns looked more metally, and here they look more not metally. Mm. Are you sure you're not just thinking of the things on his face? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they looked oh. like hair in this. Like, they could conceivably be hair. Wait, but I thought it was metal on his face. Like, almost like, like almost like there's tears coming out of his eyes. Those metal scales. I thought they could have been hair in the anime. And in the OVA, they clearly were metallic. Let me pull and it up. Like, just a weird thing well, he has on his face true. that nobody remember, talks about. Remember, the, so is it these you're talking about? Because they're not sideburns. They're almost like tears. They're kind of in between. They're on, they're on like, the bone. Yeah, I know. To me, in the anime, they looked like they could conceivably be hair. I don't know how you look at this and metal think it's face. hair. Well, think I think that like, might be wh- from like the white anime, hair. Maybe. No, this is the anime. Yeah. I think they could be. Could be. Also, there's a scene where they all four of them have iced tea, and it's pretty great. I wanted to comment about that. Uh huh. Because how the fuck? Like, like so when oin- the oinko boinkoi, like I have too much. I've had too much wine. Don't in, don't admit that. What never, are the metal never admit that. In the Oingo Boingo episode, they were very cautious about drinking other drinks. But all of a sudden, when yeah. they go to this bar and they ask for iced tea, everybody gets iced tea and everybody drinks it all at the same time with no questions asked. It's true. And if Darby they could have been poisoned paid right off then and there. everyone in the bar, why didn't he just poison them? True. So I kind of am not sure that they actually drank that. That might be the anime adding it because it's right around the time that they do take the spirit photo, which I think is stupid. They shouldn't take any more spirit photos. So I think maybe that was added by the anime and they ignored all that. I don't remember if the iced tea drinking is in the comic and I refuse to mm. look it up. Miles, why did you hate the Alessi episodes because I thought they were like I don't know it was just purely an attempt to make you disgusted Mm. like the fact that he was carrying around this fetus Mm. the fact that somebody's face got shat on like it was just to creep you out basically and I didn't like it whose face got shat on Alessi he got poop on it Oh, is that what he's strangling him. The shit gets on his face. It floats up there. I wouldn't call that shitting. Like, I don't think his yeah. face got shat on. His face got shit on it. But that's different. It's that's like true. the noun shit versus the verb shit. It was a reverse shit. Yeah. Like it came up true. onto his face. True. Um, anyway. A few things that I just found from the JoJo Wiki. Uh, Araki created Darby the character, to have a showdown between a well-established cheater like Joseph and someone else who could be his equal. So they're both like cheaters. Um, uh, true. The coin game they play where they have to put coins into the drink without it spilling uh, mm-hmm. is inspired by a 68 movie called Farewell Friend. It's a French movie. 
What if we just... Is it? We should play that on Twitch. Mm-hmm. We should just on Twitch... Just like, try to put coins into a thing? Yeah. By the way, they did it pretty well here, but I like better in the OVA, the, the shot where the water looks like it's going to spill and then it just like steadies out slowly. Yeah. In the OVA, it's very mesmerizing. As far as your question before, Miles, I think OVAs have way better animation because they have more money to spend properly. I think the, the metallicness, the metallicness was just... Uh, emphasized better by the OVA. Why does he have a metal face in the first place? Did we ever... Because he's accessorizing. He just has like... They just just come off. They're like stickers. You just put them on your face. It looks cool. Do you think it looks cool? (laughs) Um... Can what, I just wear that on my face? Don't you want that? To be honest, don't you want... It does want... look cool. <laughs> okay. I like it. Um, I like Darby. I think he is cool. I also I like, like some of the card effects here. Apparently, for the hand movements, for the anime, they actually motion captured a real magician's hands. That's so Whoa. cool. To just, it, it wasn't just great. hand-drawn. Um, so those are some really cool These things. These two episodes were 10 times better than the Alessi episodes. I think it's his pronunciation is great when he spells his own name, when he says D-A-R-B-Y. Mm. I thought it was a pretty pretty good accent on those. What was that a ref to again? Uh, it's not a ref- reference. He's just spelling his name for people. But what does Darby mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, Terrence Trent Darby is a musician. Oh. Um, also, uh, motherfucking, where are my notes? His stand is cool. Darby's cool. This episode's cool. His stand cool. is weird. I like him. Oh, uh, Cyrus. I like the like the dead people poker chips. Oh, I, yeah, those those are awesome. I think those must be JoJo merch out there somewhere. Um, we should sell them in our the online music store. that plays when they're doing the cat gambling game. Oh, you, that music like, is great. That music. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, I'm insane now. Oh, okay. Um, I love that. I commented on. I complimented his accent, but later he's like, "Go ahead, Mister Joster." sounds uh really fucking weird um darby at some at one point is flipping through a book and i just thought it was weird that it had giant page numbers oh really yeah and it was oh just yeah like, you're right you're right. like that was the point of the book that it had giant page that he could like stop it exactly on the page number he wanted but it had giant page numbers which books don't really have yeah it was just so we could read it basically unless it's a book that teaches you about each number like individually like here's what 364 i don't i don't think that's what it was Mm. um let me see here or there are very short chapters which (laughs) oh by the way the uh stand of his osiris with the weird chip hands and stuff is a rearranged african traditional picture with mechanical parts so araki has been doing that now recently taking like ancient cultures art and turning it into stands. I think that's very cool. I didn't recognize this poker. I think I've only played Hold'em, but I don't. I didn't really know how this poker worked. This is five-card draw. I don't think I've ever played five-card draw. I've only played Hold'em. Oh, I like five-card draw. It's good. It's all your privacy. You're like, these are my cards. You don't get to know. Mm. Don't you think privacy is over in the digital age, though? It's true. Whenever I play poker, the GDPR message pops up in my face. I learned you have to take out the card and it says like we respect your privacy here at B cards or whatever the fuck that company is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what are you gonna say Jackie learn how to play poker yeah that's good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I learned how to play poker with a computer game where you play against a girl in a wheelchair and an iguana and did you feel bad about winning every time I didn't win there's nothing holding them back they were good if anything the iguana is more impaired at poker I would play against the fucking I would feel bad for the iguana no the The iguana actually has an advantage because he can't emote i think the iguana was better than the girl (laughs) 
it's fucked up. I think you were just distracted by the iguana. So it was like the iguana. There was like the iguana, the girl in the wheelchair, and an old ass lady. And the old ass lady cleaned it up. Like she was always winning. She knows what she's doing. That yeah, old she ass. knows. What she she's has doing. experience. She has experience. Um, I would not be cool with Joe Taro betting my soul without yeah. my permission. It's not good. The, that's the thing. Like I think well, that he didn't look at me. the cards. He didn't even look at the cards. Yeah. I think that bothered me the first. Um, the first time I watched this too is that how are you like this guy is like oh okay let's bet your soul and Polnareff right away is like okay we'll bet my soul like, yeah he didn't really think because he doesn't it. believe that that's true but I would he never, doesn't know he's a stand user I would never even jokingly bet my soul on I've seen I guess, that Simpsons episode yeah not even jokingly yeah so we make a deal with the devil you guys ever see that Twilight Zone episode where he does that and he loses his soul so he has no emotion and he accidentally knocks his wife off the roof and she dies. And then he calls the police and he's like, hello. Yes, police. Yes, I've uh, just killed my wife. And then he <laughs> waits and he's like, yeah, I'll stay right here. <laughs> I think that's such a great line. The police were like, just do us a favor. Don't leave. We're going to be right there. Was the, was, the, was the glass with the liquid in it, was that always um, alcohol? Because I feel like in the OVA, I thought it was, I thought it was just regular water. No, it was it was always orange. So I think it was always alcohol. Uh, the the Hershey bar brand changes. In the OVA, it's Hershey's. Here, it's it's Choco. Uh, what is Choco? It's just the beginning of the word chocolate miles. <sighs> okay. So your dad's in Denver. <laughs> um, I don't but really. Wine helps. I feel great. <laughs> oh 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 oh! I didn't go back. I didn't go back and double check, but I think the Hulu episodes might be uncensored. Um, because Jotaro. The Crunchyroll sm- definitely was censored. Did it have the blackness over Jotaro's face when he yeah, smoked? When he we smoked. didn't have that. Ooh. I have to go back. I want to watch the episodes where they show that Speedwagon agent get decapitated and you just can't tell what the oh, fuck's going show on. show all, all the fucking dog murders. I want to see that yeah. dog blood. So wait, wait, wait. Yep. It's, you watched on, do you have a Hulu account? Yeah. Like that you pay for? Yeah. Do you want the password? Uh, yeah. Okay. Read it over the, read it over the air. <laughs> okay. It's a movie. Araki Man Love 69.com. Um, oh, That's I love a website. I'm I think go it's an it. interesting uh, effect where for Darby when he's like losing his mind here uh, and like about to like die psychologically or whatever. They, he kind of turns into a sketch. Like he loses his like more solid coloring. Maybe he looks like almost like a sketched out version of him. That's all I noticed. Um, that pretty much does it for us this episode in terms of summarizing and talking about and arguing about child molesters. Um, Arky Man Love 69 is available, by the way. Mm. That, that domain. I'll get that. Uh, you get, with the .com, right? I don't want no .tv bullshit. Yeah, .com. Okay. Uh, remember that Part 5 is actually coming out on October 5th. So our original roadmap for crunching through these episodes is still going. We're going to watch a million episodes a day just to make yeah. sure that we are caught up before part five starts and if we don't have time to watch them we'll just bullshit we'll just tell you a bunch of shit and you already saw it stop playing around you saw these yeah, yeah. um i don't know what i'm talking about again you can write to us jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com weigh in on who you think is a child molester uh if you want to tweet to us shorter thoughts about who's guilty you can uh at jjb pod Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, spread the word if you have any random thoughts and you're like, I shouldn't email, just email us. How do you buy a domain? I want to buy arkymanlove69.com. Oh, they're super cheap. You just go yeah. to like Namecheap or some yeah. shit. You, okay. go to, you go to a site that like sells domains. Host Monster, um, whatever. Something with blue in it. Blue Host. Oh, no, they do hosting. 
rate us on itunes please rate us and review us on itunes we need more man there's other podcasts they got dozens and dozens of them yeah i rated the other podcasts oh come on they're really good dude oh my god um and you know our posts are on reddit don't look at my username history um but you can go to r slash stardust crusaders and you'll find jojo's bizarre podcast posts there that's it for us um we hope you have a great evening also um you know one of our biggest fans and writers is chad out in hawaii and i think things are going better but i was kind of worried for chad before because there was a class 5 hurricane approaching hawaii um but it actually got downgraded quite a bit right now it's like a class 2 tropical storm oh that's fine really fine but they're expected to get a lot of rain because it is slowly moving over the island so that means more rain, which is why in uh, everyday storms, if the storm takes a long time to is start this dropping, be out of date by if the, time the this comes storm out? takes a long time to start raining on you, it's going to last a while. But if the rain starts like really fast, it's going to end because it's a fast moving storm. But uh, yeah, they've already gotten like 30 plus inches of rain. I've survived through worse storms. Because the hurricane hasn't actually made landfall. It's just outside spinning a bunch of water at them. It's really upsetting. You'll be fine. Let's get a minute of silence for I was Chad a, and the rest of Hawaii. They're going to... That's not... What if They're going to be fine. If it's a Category someone, 2 now, I was in Hurricane Andrew. It was a hurricane. It was a, it was a Category 5. It was 1994 or whatever. What? I was a little-ass baby and I was coloring and it was fine. I was fine. How... Where was this? Florida? Yeah, Florida. Hmm. Okay, because in Hawaii in 1992, a class five didn't even get near them, and two people died or six it was people 1992, died. 1992, Hurricane Andrew. Okay, well, Bahamas Hawaii, and Florida, mid August. Regardless, we hope everyone is safe. Please remember to uh, evacuate if you need to and stuff. This is all going to be out of date. Hopefully, everyone's cool in Hawaii. Everyone's fine. They're yeah. fine. Mahalo for listening. We love you, Chad. Good night. We love all of you. Yeah, also all of you. Except for you, you know who you are. Yeah, he probably doesn't know who he is. Yeah.